Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now You're muted. You're muted. Hey. Appreciate it again. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How are you today? Oh, man. How's it going? I mean, feels like I've been nonstop. Thankfully, you uh, had some issues, so I was able to eat a sandwich real quick right after I got home from work. But again, been nonstop in the best way possible, but it's it's crazy. I don't get really get a chance right now. To even read my comics, which is sad, but uh, it's a product of the beast, right? Yeah, I know that feeling. So, you know, we're getting there. I just, I did a, what killed me when my internet went down was I had just done like an unboxing video. <laughs> and because I have, I'm like in a warehouse now. Oh, wow. And that, that you're only seeing like a third. Oh, wow. If I, if I spin the camera the other way, my comic book Ooh. collection came back. Hey. And, uh, you know, I'll, along with a whole bunch of other stuff. So I'm like. Did I just see that? Do you sort or you, um, did you put your boxes sideways against the wall? Is that how you go about that's, it? That's how the moving guys did it. Oh, it looks, it might be something I'll have to look into because it doesn't look bad. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like is they didn't, they didn't cross hash them. <laughs> So I'm like, I go, if I hit them just right in my wheelchair, I'm going to be like really mad because a whole bunch of books are just going to come flying out everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it, it might be something I'll have to do. I literally have like just, I just, I have way too many boxes to know what to do with. I could probably open my own store with just what I have in my apartment. It's nuts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, mm hmm. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Four, five rows. Uh, five rows across times three deep. That's 
Mine are four rows across, but I go four rows high, and um, crop by cr and and I cross them every time. But uh, it's a lot, man. And I still have two long boxes. I hate long boxes. I will never buy long boxes again. But from when I first started my collection, I still have two long boxes that I need to get into short boxes because they're like the wor when you move and have a long box, it's the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know the movers were telling me that. Yeah. So what what have you been up to? What do we got going on? Uh, we've been going through stuff and and finding all kinds of cool stuff, like a golden age Big Little book. What? Mandrake the magician? What? Looks like Man it's in good condition too. Mandrake the magician? Yeah, it's in it's in good shape. It's all attached and everything. Uh, take my glasses off so I can read the print. Nineteen forty six. Wow. That's almost as old as Pops. <laughs> I had to get back at him. He, 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 he popped into my unboxing video and yelled, get out of my boxers. <laughs> like, relax. I'm just cleaning out the cobwebs, buddy. Oh, man. I, 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 I found a bunch of other big little books from when I was a kid from the 70s. Uh, oh, was that Spider-Man? Spider-Man. And uh, I got a... I get a Popeye one, and further over there, I have uh, I have a I have a Fantastic Four that I love and and started reading again, and uh, and a Batman one. I didn't. So I, even, it, it, that's so awesome! I didn't even know they did those back then. Oh yeah, because right now, one of the things I think are really cool, and I don't think they'll be as collectible as that. But um, I remember when I was a kid in the nineties little golden books were like the thing, you know, there was mm -hmm. like, everything was in a little golden book. Um, and they're doing comic book characters in little golden books. Now they're not done panel by panel, like a comic book, but still that's a really cool way to introduce a little kid to flash or Spider-Man or something like that. So I'm really like, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like one page of, uh, you know, oversized text mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then like you know a picture on the opposite page yep, yep. and the book is real sturdy so you can oh, kind of like this yeah 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 exactly mm -hmm. like like that but the book but is color. sturdy so it's not going to get broken when you're like three-year-old is like you know i mean i gifted one to my two-year-old nephew and i know he's probably like you know i can't give him a comic book at that age they're no. too young to they're going to just rip it up so it's like mm -hmm. those are real cool things, I think. Yeah, it's uh I'm surprised there's like no there's no tears or anything in the Mandrake one. Was but it like, were they in bags and boards or anything, or did were the was it just out raw, like where you got in the box? No, just out raw like this. All right. They're they were made they were made well, uh and they were uh they were all printed by the big W. Oh, wow. Holy and cow. that spine looks real good. That's a that for yeah. me. Holy cow. And 79 cents. Holy cow. <laughs> and that that's back when the the like a regular comic was like uh, 12 from 15. No, I'm not that old, dude. I know I looked that old, but 
So what, are we like, talking 25 cents then? What are we, what are we Yeah, doing? yeah, like 20, 25, 30, you know, 25, 35 cents, between 25 to 35 cents, okay. yeah. Okay. You so, know, so. Like so like comments. You know, like mid-70s. Mid so, so, yeah, but it was like, you know, thick, and it kind of forced you to read kind of like a chapter book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. Um, I never liked reading as a kid. Um, I, I would read things that interested me. And granted, so I'm, I'm a first-generation American. So my family did not um, – there was no comic book love prior to me, you know. So I didn't know much about comic books. So um, when – the only type of reading I really liked doing growing up was um, – so I'm a big fan of Resident Evil and Zombies – and they mm -hmm. made the Resident Evil video games into a novelization. So I did read those. And, I mean, they were meant for young adults. They weren't very difficult reads. But I, I like those. And that should have been my, like, thought process. Like, oh, man, I'd probably like comic books. But I didn't find comic books until I was 24 years old. And, um, and I told this story the other day to Chuck. I was uh, Googling in my little cubicle. Um, hobbies, like a new hobby I wanted to pick up. I was like, video games is uh, fun, but it's social. I wanted something I could do by myself. So I Googled like, oh, new hobbies and comic books came up. And I was like, and I had no idea Wednesday was new comic book day. No idea. It's a Wednesday. So I Google new comic books coming out on this day. And uh, it was the beginning of DC Universe Rebirth. And that's a flash story. And man, I've been in love ever since. But like, I don't know, man, comic books, there's just, and now I go back and read old stuff like George Perez, Marv Wolfman, and I love it, man. Um, Lynn Ween's uh, Swamp Thing and stuff. Like, it's mm -hmm. just phenomenal to me. Well, I do uh, – the other podcast I do, I do with uh, Thomas Hewlett from Outright Geekery. Uh-huh. Uh, and once a week, we do, a, we do a podcast. You'll get a kick out of this. We are both Gen Xers, but <laughs> the, the CEO of Outright of outright geekery is a youngin. So oh. so every time I disagree with him, he's like, yeah, whatever, boomer. <laughs> so uh Thomas and I uh we're gonna do a podcast together. I go, dude, okay, I already know what we're gonna do. Uh we're gonna call it okay boomer. And all we're gonna do is hit the spinner rack and uh you know deep dive and review like you know old old books and mags and stuff and that's what we've done. So um, because I do the ordering at the store, it's actually real interesting to see how much good stuff DC and Marvel does not have in print currently. Mm -hmm. like how many good stories by great creative teams. Um, if you want to go back and get volume one of New Teen Titans from uh, Marvel Wolfman and George Perez, you can't get that at a comic shop unless they have it like in back stock. Because it's no longer orderable through Diamond. So, like, that's an, a, an amazing story. Like, you know, the, uh, the, anything Wolfman and Prez worked on together is, like, to me, stuff that you should have in your shop. And it's, like, DC makes it hard to do that. And Marvel does the same thing. You know, I'm not choosing sides. but Well, DC doesn't – isn't in charge of their, like, of their omnibuses and trades and all that stuff. That that all goes through like a third party. Oh, really? And if there's an Ollie's anywhere near you, yes, you need to cruise the Ollie's. One Ooh. when Toys R Us closed down, 
Uh, Ollie's bought out the majority of their G.I. Joe and Transformers stock from Toys R Us. Wow. And it was a, a lot of the stuff that they got. I'm sure most of it's gone now. But a lot of stuff that they got were exclusives that were coming out for Christmas of that year. <laughs> uh, they also got and, and carry a ton of trades. And at one point, they had so much backstock trade from DC that, like, the soft covers were anywhere from $3.99 to $7.99. Hard covers uh, were, including omnibus editions, were like anywhere from $20, $20 to $49.95. Yeah, I need. I, I've been to Ollie's before to check out their, um, like a couple years ago. Well, no, like a year ago, they started getting a ton of, uh, blind DC blind bag type of books, type mm -hmm. of packs. But in them, you could see that at least one of them was those uh, black bag uh, Harley Quinn little black book um, covers that mm -hmm. that came out in like 2016, I think, or, or maybe even a little earlier. Um, yeah, like I'm, 2015, I think. Yeah, 2015. I'm a sucker for those things, especially because some of them had the the pencils instead of the, the inks and everything like that. So I'm a sucker for those. I went to my Ollie's and I cleared them out. Like I absolutely got, I think it was five or six packs. Not every single one was a Harley Quinn like that, but each one had at least one Harley Quinn in there. But for the pack, which was five comics, all DC, I think it was $4.99. Like, yes, so a buck a piece. A buck a piece, and these are new books. This isn't dollar stock. Like, you know, this isn't 90s image. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, can't beat it. I've never checked their trade paperbacks, though. Like, I've never I've never ventured too much further. Well, I went into the dollar store, and, like, years ago, before I was in the wheelchair, and uh, with my daughter, and I looked up, and they had comic book packs. I'm like, oh, this is neat. Daddy, can I get a toy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I, I look up and one of the books in like the three pack, and it was like $2.99 for like the three pack. One of the books was that that 90s Thanos solo series number one that at the time was popping off for like 30 or 30 <laughs> or 40 dollars. Yeah. I bought I bought all the packs, uh list listed the I, I bought all the packs I could. I ended up getting like seven of them total. And wow. I sold them from anywhere from like 30, one sold for 50 and the rest sold for about 30, 35 plus shipping. It, it, it's crazy how, um, the places that you least expect it. Cause right now, um, what I'm noticing, cause I, you know, I, I have the key collector app and everything like that, um, is the Walmart. Cause Walmart does those variants and everything like that with Venom mm -hmm. and everything. See, everybody's got a Walmart. Everybody goes to Walmart. Like it's not, um, like I use, I like to use the term honey hole. Walmart's not a honey hole, like, but all mm -hmm. of these, some of those smaller places, I mean, I'm in Orlando. What sucks is every comic shop, like as soon as something gets announced, every comic shop in town is hit by like a million different people. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there are a few little places off the beaten path that are nice little spots that you can find stuff at. And, it, it, you know, I envy sometimes people in small town America because I know they probably find some pretty good stuff in their back issue bins over there. Oh yeah. Well, the, uh, I was talking to somebody that went to, uh, 
Ollie's by you, uh, like last year. Mm-hmm. And they were like, don't just look in the front because they had like the, these big, you know, the, the big, the big oh, bins. Cool. In, yeah. Yeah. The, the big bins in the front with like all the, uh, there was a DC one and there was a Marvel one. Yeah. So people were hitting these things up. And of course they were trying to hit these up thinking people couldn't get these at, at like a cheaper price. So buying them at the cheap price and making like, you know, four or five bucks a piece on them, trying to sell them on eBay. Uh, but he goes, he goes, what people don't know is the bins are in the front, but they, Ali's has like a straight up like book section. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you go into the, he went into the book section and he bought uh, one of the original printings of uh, Infinity War, the Omnibus, for 25 bucks. Woo. Yeah, I need to get myself in an Ollie's then because I I, I personally I, I work in a store, man. Get a great discount and everything, and I can't get my hands on a volume one of the new Teen Titans Omnibus because it's not orderable through Diamond. Two, three, four, the rest of them are. So I need to check out Ollie's, see if I find one. Because like they're on eBay and they're not, you know, crazy expensive, but you know. Yeah, I I'd, 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 I'd rather be able to walk into a store and buy it, and mm-hmm. buy it brand new. Like mm-hmm. Barnes, Barnes and Nobles will probably have it because they get it from like a they get it from a different distributor. Yeah, yeah. Well, we funny story about Barnes and Noble. We're right near Barnes and Noble. Like there's a mall across the street from us, and there's a Barnes and Noble that anchors that. And um, you know, we're a bookstore there, bookstore. They get stuff from Penguin Random House. We get stuff from Penguin Random House. So uh, for like six months during the pandemic, I guess something went down at UPS that they were messing up the labels. And uh, our books were getting sent to Barnes & Noble, our comic books. <laughs> and um, oh, damn. Thankfully, Barnes & Noble is right down the road. So they're like, yo, um, your books are here. You want to come get them? I'm like, you know. But it was like a nightmare, and it wasn't Diamond. Like, as much as I want to blame Diamond, it was not Diamond. It was UPS, I guess, at the the, the, the shipping center. Once it gets to Central Florida, they slap a thing on it that, like, tells you which truck, I guess, it's supposed to be on. And they kept slapping the mall truck sticker on ours. It was a pain. It was a pain. But, you know, segue. Good segue. Um, that's kind of, sort of, not that story specifically, but things like that and Diamond are part of the reason we started doing a lot of self-pub. Well, we I, I, that my idea went up to do self-published books in the store because um, if we, let, I mean, I know in New York and California they're still like shut down. But if we were to be shut down here in Florida, we wouldn't be able to get new books from Diamond, right? But if Diamond were shut down, and let's say our customers are saying, "Hey, man, I'm I'm caught up on everything. I need new reads. What you know? What do you got?" Um, I know that I can go into like comics related madness. I can go spin whiz and I can be, Hey guys, um, got a store. I need some books, you know, let me know and we'll pay. Let me know the prices. And like, I know that people that do self publish are hungry. They're always hungry. They're always trying to sell their books. And so that was one thing that like had to start thinking about this. We said, diamond is not the only way to get comics. Is it the only way to get Marvel comics? Yes. But it's not the only way to get comics. So we wanted to extend our avenues. And, I mean, I have to thank Comic Related Madness and Pops and all those people. Because literally, like, I was watching CromCon. Let's see, we're on 10. Might have been CromCon 7. 
and I'm watching all these amazing people talk about their books and I'm like, yo, I want these in the store. I want these in the store. And that's how it started, man, right there. Yeah, I wrote you up as the indie comic book pimp. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. It's it's funny though because like there's no formula to what I'm trying to do. And I'm not saying that in the sense of like, oh, I'm Mr. Original. But I'm saying there's no formula of saying like this type of independent self-published book is going to sell, you know? It, it, it's kind of just like I know my customer base for the most part, and there's different, totally different types of readers out there. And then I, I kind of get the feel, and thankfully everybody is willing to send me like a PDF so I can read it and everything. But I typically know which books are for which customers. A great example of that is uh, Eric Dominguez's Blood of Gods. Um, he, when I saw his pitch and read his book, I immediately thought to myself, that's going to be a perfect book for our D&D community. The people who love D&D but also read comics are going to love that book. We bought 10 copies. We have, I want to say we usually have 8 to 10 people that buy the D&D comic books that come out every, every so often. So, like, we've pretty much almost sold out of Blood of Gods because people, a mixture of people supporting the self-published book that's signed. And then the other part is People actually enjoying that book. People, I tell them it's Elder Scrolls. I tell them it's your D and D campaign in a in a comic book. It really is, and they're sold. You know, I don't have to do too much more. Eric's a super nice guy, and he's been on our show. But honestly, the book sells itself half the time. Oh shit! Hold on. Uh oh, Kayla, what was that? Why'd you do that? Hold on, give me one sec. Why don't you bark at the cat? That's not nice. That's not nice. So while we have a small break right here, uh, going to uh, give a big shout out to our sponsor, Ad Spin Wiz Comics, for sponsoring this video and all our other videos for that matter. Uh, at SpinWizComics.com, they are a webcomic and indie comic discovery platform. You can download the app on both iOS and Android completely free, and you can read hundreds upon hundreds of free comic books. That's right. Uh, go check them out for yourself. Spinwiz Comics at spinwizcomics.com. And here's just a quick look of what it could look like on your device. Hey. Hey, perfect. Perfect for a commercial. Good job, dog. The guys on SpinWiz are awesome, by the way, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we want to give a big shout-out to uh, somebody that was at uh, the shop that Danny works at, uh, the collective down in Florida, uh, Jonathan Hendrick, who has a new Kickstarter coming out. It is uh, issue three. Damn it. <laughs> it keeps doing this. I sent a note into the publisher of uh, StreamYard. I'm like, uh, <laughs> this thing just keeps muting me. I'm like, I know it doesn't like hearing my voice, but what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, John, <clears throat> Capable uh, 3 is on Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. He has packages that give you one, two, and three if you're behind. 
But capable, man, um, people make fun of me because they say that I, like, hype up John way too much. But, like, I, I, I don't know what it is, but every book that John's ever sent me at the store that we've read and carried, I've absolutely loved. Like, this is no, like, BS to just sell you a book. And they've always sold out, too. Like, this is also not BS. So I, I just love John. But Capable, 1 and 2 is phenomenal. And it's an awesome concept that I think John knocks out of the park. And I can't wait to see what he does with issue three. And there is going to be, um, we're doing at the store an anthology, um, like a store anthology. Four creators are, 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 or four teams are on there. They're having four short stories in there. Um, John's is actually a story straight out of Capable. Like it's not in issues one, two, or three. It's a backup story featuring a different character, but it's going to be on our Kickstarter. We're not launching until um, like February or so. We're going to wait till everybody else has their things out of the way. But um, we're working with Jonathan Hedrick on that. His artist, Gino uh, from Capable. Um, Wendy, who is Chuck's uh, wife, Wendy Gale. Mm -hmm. um, we are also working with David Galliano and Travis Gibb. How could I almost forget Travis Gibb? We're, we're going with Travis Gibb. So um, I'm super excited for that because that's going to be our first Kickstarter that we've actually ran as a store. We've supported a lot, so now we're excited to uh, to do one. Cool. Hey, Perry Comics. We're on with uh, Danny the Indie Pimp Morales. <laughs> I, man, I mean, I'm just – dude, I just – I'm just excited to sell, like to work in comics, man. Like mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, it's like I mean, I'm, I'm I was born in '91, <clears throat> so I grew up loving video games. Um, when I was a kid, I used to visit my local GameStop because I lived right by the mall, and I would always tell my brother, like, "Man, I want to work at GameStop. I want to like that was my dream, you know? Like kids want to be firefighter. I wanted to work at GameStop." And uh, my brother like humored me, like you know, he'd be like, "Oh, it's all right," and. Um, you know, I grew out of that and everything like that. And I clearly don't want to work at GameStop anymore. But um, <clears throat> I've kind of like found this whole newfound passion at the comic store. Like, and it kind of does remind me of what I thought what as a kid GameStop like was to me. It's like this place I can go clearly buy the things I love, you know, but it's way more than that, man. Um, when you go to your comic shop or at least if your comic when you go to your comic shop, you should be able to go in there and just talk comics, talk, talk geekery. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Which is what I used to do as a kid at GameStop. I used to go in there and be like, oh, what new game and this and that. And um, we try to embrace that, man. We, we, if you want to spend 15 minutes doing your FOC, we're about it. You know, We'll sit there and we'll be like, yeah, this sounds really exciting. This maybe isn't. You know, And we'll be honest with people. And they're like, based on your you liked this so you'll probably like this and like that's fun for me you know i mean it's work is but it's like i used to sit in a cubicle and do the same spreadsheet 78 times a day you know what i'm saying like do the boop, 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 boop. so like to be able to talk to somebody passionately about something but not just i love but they love is i mean dude you know how people say like oh do something you love and you never work a day in your life Mm -hmm. this is probably as close to it as I feel like I'll probably get, you know what I'm saying? Like it's work and am I, and I don't, I'm on my feet. Um, 
but I mean, it's awesome, man. I mean, I came, I worked all day. I stayed like two or three hours past like what I was scheduled to because this, it just stuff needed to be done before tomorrow. And I come over here, I grab my chicken sandwich, I eat it, and I jump right on a podcast to talk about comics. You know, like what's not to love, dude? <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually, uh, I used to work at my LCS uh, multiple times. Uh, you know, prior to the chair, of course, because uh, my 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 electric chair doesn't fit in their door. So uh, really, yeah. Oh, because they're not in like a regular store. They're in like one of those strip malls that was Ooh. built to be offices, not stores. Yep. Um, but you know, he'll uh, he'll mail a lot of stuff to me uh, if uh, him and the family are coming up to. To visit me, which doesn't happen too often, because they, you know, they got a an eighteen year old son, and <laughs> uh, you know, he's That's got one of the, he's got one of those things called a wife that are always finding, oh, yeah, stuff for you to do. <laughs> That'll do it to you. That'll do it to you for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's it's like the else. So before I got it, this is actually really funny. So before I ever became an employee there, I was clearly a customer. You know. Um, I had a sub at a different store. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, I had a sub at a different store and it was just the closest store to my house, right? That's how a lot of people pick their first LCS. That's how most people pick their permanent LCS. Close mm-hmm. to one proximity. Um, and I had my sub there for like two or three months and I was going in like weekly, like every week to pick up my books and adding more books every time and stuff like that, you know? And like, Three months in, and literally it's the same guy that I've put in special orders with and everything. And he still doesn't even know my name. Like, I'm at the register. He's like, oh, can I help you? And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. So I canceled my poll. Not, and, like, I hate to sound like, like a brat. Like, like, I expect too much. But, like, you know, that's what I want from a small business, that type of – especially if I'm coming in weekly. So um, the store that I work at, the collective, which at the time was a different store, um, just opened with a staff of two people. That's it, two people. And I go there and I buy a couple books. I don't start a sub. Next time I go in there, they call me by name. And that's it, you know, boom, I started a sub, right? Well, that guy that I, that guy that was there that remembered my name from the very first time, he was the man, eventually became the manager. He was there for a very long time, eventually went to his dream job to work for Wizards of the Coast. But, um, I aspire to be him. You know what I'm saying? I want to give somebody the experience he gave me, you know, which was, holy cow, this is the coolest place I've ever been in the world. You know, this is adult Chuck E. Cheese. Like, and so that's really what I want to make the store. And I, I, I love that Brendan has that same vision. Brendan, even though we're not right next to Disney World, Brendan's vision is to become a destination store. Like that people who come to Disney World say, I'm going to make the 25 minute trip to the collective. Like that's our goal. And we'll, we'll, we're going to get there. I know we will. Well, I got to tell you, every, every show I do with, you know, any creator, the collective always gets mentioned. Along with, along with another store, because I know two stores and I always ask them, I go, so are you actively seeking stores to get your 
to get your new books put into that haven't been in in the past? He's like, yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, there's two stores I know of. One is a collective in Florida, and the other one is Jen King's store, yep. uh, Space Cadets in Texas. Yeah. I go, and of course, Jesse James Comics out in that out in Arizona. Yeah. And uh, I go, they're all big. They're all big supporters of 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 indie. They all got like huge, huge indie sections compared to what most people oh, have. Sure. You know, most stores like even even my else. Well, we don't really have an indie community in my store. Mm -hmm. It's like certain people pick up the oddity here or there. So he'll order like it's going to be something that really appeals to him for him to like even order yeah. like yeah. one shelf copy. Yeah. No. And put, I understand. Yeah. And that's put up there. But that's why indie is kind of that 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 uh, what's called that. um like diamond in the rough kind of thing, you know? Yeah, that niche. Yeah, oh, it's the needle in the haystack. Oh, Perry, you're in Florida? What part? We're in Central Florida. But yeah, it's like that needle in the haystack for some people because um, when I used to, when I still didn't have a specific LCS up here, I went to like five or six different stores and the selection of independent was vastly different. I would walk into one store and then go to another and not know that said comic existed because the other store you had, there was no trace of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, and I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. FOC is hard. It is there again, another thing that there's no exact formula, you know, Marvel drops a new number one every couple of weeks. Oh, out near Tampa. So you're probably only about like hour and a half, maybe two away, depending how, which side of Tampa you're at. We're in Altamont Springs. So like just, east of orlando right off of i4 so like you wouldn't even have to like get off i4 but um well yeah you'd have to get off i4 we're not on it but anyways <laughs> um <coughs> we're building our comic shop right on the highway yeah man there's gonna be a rest stop and oh dude we should build a comic shop at the rest stop like boom come on let's go let's get the money funded it'll be on a kickstarter <laughs> Anybody working the late shift might have to do a little extra for one of the truck drivers, but that's about <laughs> it. Oh man, but yeah, it's just like I don't. I, it's it's real fun to like see what some of these people are working on, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I follow in Travis Gibbs' words. Um, number the all these number ones and awesome books are, are are exciting and everything. You know what really gets me excited? Issue number two, because. People are skeptical. Um, they have fully embraced the collective initiative. They have. We have not seen an issue two yet. Hold on. No. We have seen – so uh, Joey Pineda already had issue one, two, and three of his book done. So he shipped us issue one, two, and three. Mm -hmm. Frank James Bailey already had issues one, two, and three done. He shipped us issues one, two, and three. But uh, – Notebook that we've gotten a number one of. Actually, technically, Jonathan Hedrick will be the first person who we've carried their book that we supported the first time, and they are now hitting the sequel, as I, I like to call it, mm -hmm. which is big to me. And I don't, I'm not, and I'm not, Travis Gibb is a, another person here. So I know Travis is giving us Voodoo Nations number two. I'm well aware it's gonna, it's coming. So I'm not worried about it. But it, when you get that issue two out, 
it gives you that legitimacy that people are like, oh, wow, this guy's here to do this every couple of months. Like, he's going to do it, you know? It's easy to put out an issue. You can work on an issue for years and years and years and finally drop it. Working on some sort of schedule, even if it's six, every six months, if you're dropping an issue every six months, that's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Even that's big because, I mean, it. a lot of people don't. Like, I realize because, you know, like you, I've been in the – I've been in the comic business, you know, since I was 16, I started working at the store. Yeah. Then the owner found out that I was like bunking school to work at the store for, uh, <laughs> for comic. I was only getting, I wasn't getting cash. I was getting credit. So I'm like, so I get to hang out at the store, talk comics with people and do back stock and pricing. And you're going to give me free books. Goes, yeah. Sign me up. I'm hold, in. My, hold my root beer. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's just crazy like that. Well, since since Perry is talking about a lot of the YouTube community uh, for comics being located in Florida, a lot of creators. Oh, a uh, lot of creators. You know, fans. So I'm going to mention uh, a creator that a couple years ago, just about two years ago, Moved out of Florida, but he was a regular guest at Megacon, uh, Martin Dunn. And Martin and Javi Lugo made this book that Blizzard bought and turned into the Overwatch game. Now, the book, the book in my hand is called Project Overwatch. So Blizzard turned this, and this is just an ash can. And it's, oh. an, it's an era ash can because the printer forgot to include like two pages. Oh. Uh, and one step further, uh, Javier did a sketch on the front cover of one of the characters. And there's, anytime I try to search online for any information, like price-wise... If anybody's got one, it's kind of like a rarity because there were only like nine of these printed. There's none around. Yeah. This was one. This was they had like one or two like leftover that they didn't bring with them. And all the rest they had to hand over to Blizzard for the deal. That Let me see that. Oh, man. This is the book that started. The Overwatch game. That is awesome, man. I love little things like that, man. I love air books and like crazy rights. Uh, crazy rights stories blow my mind. Like I can watch the documentary about the Fantastic Four movie from the late '80s or whatever. The one that mm -hmm. like never got released. I can watch that for days because learning about how how the rights work on things is nuts. Do uh, Perry Megacon? I'm so we're crossing our fingers that it does happen this year. I don't think it'll happen in April, like they're planned, like they scheduled it. I think they just scheduled it to make sure to, to say that they're doing it. But um, I really do hope it happens this year. And if it does happen, definitely swing by the store. Um, by the time April hits, we will be in the new store, which is twice as big. And um, I really can't wait. It's it's crazy because um, it's all gonna happen at once, but. I really can't wait to get to the new store. 
so that we can lay things out. But I'm sitting here, like, just thinking about how busy today was. And I'm like, when are we going to find – I don't – I mean, we'll find the time. But when we're going to find the time to do any of that is beyond me because, like, between ordering and keeping the store up to date and everything, like, holy cow, is this, like, a 24-7 job sometimes? You, you, yeah, you already know what's going to happen. It, it's going to be triple shifts uh, for, like, three weeks <laughs> because you're going to work from sunup to sundown. And then when you lock up, you're going to be packing and moving stuff to the new store and doing and doing setup at night. So you're going to sleep about three hours a day. Yep. Uh, you're going to drink so much coffee. And, oh, I drink so much coffee now. Oh. And I'm drink and uh, I get help because I'm because <laughs> I'm crippled now. Basically, uh, all disabled. I have a I have a PCA. Uh, that helps me, you know, with shopping and this, that, and the other thing. Uh -huh. And he, I, he knows that I'm like, I go, if something is on sale, as long as it's something I use, if it's on sale, buy it. <laughs> okay. All right. So <clears throat> my flavored coffee went from <clears throat> flavored coffee to dark roast. Oh, Cause it's on sale. Cause it's on sale. <laughs> so, so this week I've gone through, uh, an entire pound of Maxwell house, uh, French roast, dark roast. I have another, I have another, uh, one pound can of dark roast behind that. And then in one of my boxes, I found one of the big giant office things of Maxwell, Maxwell house. That's like this big, it's like four pounds like three and a half, four pounds oh, yeah, of coffee. Yeah, yeah. One of the big, big plastic things and it. And the lip actually seals on it. So the coffee's still good. That one is full. I think I made one pot of coffee out of it before I ended up in the hospital. Oh man, you got so much coffee. So I'm like, uh, that's probably enough to maybe get me through January. <laughs> that's a long time. That's a long time. So I... The, the back cup, it's like one of the, you know. I have that same exact cup, I'm pretty sure, I think. One of the changes. My daughter bought, gave this to me for either my birthday or Christmas like last year. Yeah, I think mine, I have one that's just the front side of that, like Gotham with the signal. Mine doesn't have Batman on the back. That's really cool. So it, it changes with the temperature. And I'm like, well, there's one that really changes with the temperature that I'd, I'd, I'd love to get, which is the old classic Star Trek mug. So uh -huh. when you put the hot coffee on it, the energy, the the transporter beams them out. Oh, and when that's it starts awesome. to cool off, they start to phase back in. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I've got this one, so uh, he'll come over and, and make me breakfast, like you know, uh, to toast, eggs, and sausage in the morning, and he'll make me one cup of coffee in this. And then I've got a big, oversized tumbler from Dunkin' Donuts they that holds two of these cups in it. Oh, so I start the day with basically two cups. But they're actually three, <laughs> you know, and and I start my day, and then I then I at least have another. I'll have another cup with lunch, another cup with dinner, uh, prop maybe one in the middle. And every time I come on to do anything, whether it's an unboxing or creators outlet or OK Boomer, what what have <laughs> you, I, I I make I make like another coffee. I'm like, okay, I'll be right there. Just let me make another coffee. 
that's that's awesome. I can't do that much coffee. It ruins me. It absolutely does. Um, Perry, the we are on Instagram. The store is the collective. I'm on Instagram. We are at collective CCG. So really simple. Um, let me see if I can put it in the chat here. And also, Perry, I put the uh, the link for the for the collectives. Uh, I want to say web store, but website. Yeah, yeah, which is thecollectivecomics.com. That one's an easy. That one's an easy one too. Yeah, I put that's in the that's in the in the uh, show notes, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us. I know you're watching us on. He's on YouTube, I think. But yeah, yeah I he's watching. It. He's watching on my channel on YouTube over yeah, Commanders it. Um, while I'm talking about it, though, if you are on the web store, we just dropped this bad boy the other day. This is a store exclusive for uh, Adam Barnhart's uh, shit show, which a lot of people are like, "What the heck is that?" Because I feel like I love Scout to death, but Scout I feel like did not um, promote this book that well. Mm-hmm. Um, shit show is literally if the show Shameless and the boys just crossed over and had their own show. Um, Rich McCoy, who's the main character, looks kind of like Homelander here on this cover, is like the most terrible person in the world, alcoholic, takes advantage of his kids by like making them work at – they are all they have superpowers as well because he does. And he makes them work at uh, – or he has like a circus where they're the freak show or whatever – but by the end of the issue, you uh, the big baddie, essentially his version of Dark Side, returns, and it's like shit. Now I gotta probably uh, get my kids and start fighting, you know, some bad guys or something. Now, right? So he can't keep just being an alcoholic. He probably will keep drinking, but he can't just be only an alcoholic. But we did a uh, Goonies homage cover by the very talented Brian Silverbacks. And uh, these are all exclusive to our store. Only 250 are printed. And we're only doing them at $9.99, which I thought was cool. Um, we, got a, we got a good enough deal from Scout that we can do them at 10 bucks and still make, you know, make some money and everything like that. But I thought that was cool. We're starting to do a little bit more store exclusives. Um, we're not you know, doing Marvel or DC store exclusives. We can't order like 1,000. We're not crazy. But we're doing them for cool books that we support. Um, I actually just had a conversation with a guy that works at Mad Cave. <clears throat> and in 2021, we're really hoping to do a store exclusive with a Mad Cave book. We're not sure which ones. They're going to be dropping a lot new, a lot of new properties in 2021. But mm-hmm. we're excited to just be working with different publishers. And uh, Travis Gibb opened the door to us doing store exclusives for Kickstarter books. So that's definitely going to be something we'll look forward, we'll look to in the future. Um you know, we're just excited to put our branding out there and, you know, help other people. Cause I know when we put in orders of 250 and stuff like that, like that's awesome. You know, that's gotta be exciting to know that, you know, you just sold 250 of your books. Yeah. And Mark London's the owner of Mad Cave. Mark London is amazing. He's written three or four of their books, but um, after his wave, like his, he wrote the first like original wave of Mad Cave books, the amount of talent and just genuine people that he's brought in, has me, you know, supporting Mad Cave 100%. Oh, yeah. They're putting out some great stuff. Absolutely. And, and, and Scout has just been on fire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scout. They, they, they burned their way through the coronavirus. Oh, yeah. They, Scout, every week, 
they drop one or two new books, I feel like, and every week at least one of them is an absolute hit. Mm-hmm. You know, literally last week, I think it was Shit Show, Sam and His Talking Gun, and Red Xmas, which mm-hmm. to me, all three were really good, but Shit Show and Red Xmas were great to me. Those were great, absolute great reads. So, like, I, I love it, man. And to me, to be fair, um, this is the third comic store I've, I've worked at now um, over, like, the course of, like, seven years or something like that because I, I went to the cubicle job in between and everything. Um, this is the only store for sure that I would find Mad Cave books at. And this is the only store that would carry as many Scout books, I think, in our area, you know? Um, we order. I just did the order for January for Scout. Every book. And um, are you are you guys doing direct orders to Scout or direct? We do because direct. because you know the whole diamond thing. They're not good enough for us yet. Well, no D- diamond. And well, here's you want to hear what's funny. Um, we put in was it Phantom Star Killer. So we ordered a good amount of Phantom Circular. For whatever reason, I don't know why. I just felt like that was going to be good, and it was. Um, it's hot. Yeah. But we ordered a lot. But for whatever reason, and probably because I knew I wanted to order Phantom Circular. Um, I ordered it through Diamond as well. Okay? And I forgot about it. Because Diamond makes you order it like three months ahead of time for Scout. Mm-hmm. So I ordered it, and I totally forgot about it. So our scout books come a little bit earlier than the diamond shipment because they're right here in Florida. Gets here mm-hmm. totally, He can do non-priority shipping and gets here in two days. So um, I already had my Phantom Star Killers. I counted them out. I was super happy, right? My diamond shipment gets here on Tuesday, and I forgot that there's some Phantom Star Killers in there. Every single copy damaged. Including a VHS copy, which was worth like eighty dollars, from Diamond. From Diamond, none, none damaged. From so we report them damaged, right? We report them damaged. Oh, sorry, we're sold out. We don't, we can't give you any replacements. We'll just credit you. Thankfully, we order through Scout directly. But if not, we would have literally had zero copies for our customers, and that mm-hmm. sucks. And that scares me, you know. Um, we don't have diamond reps anymore. I think only like the top, like, I think it was like 40 accounts or maybe even less have diamond reps now, which those accounts are all like the midtown comics of the world and stuff like that. So we don't have reps anymore, but I know my guy, I know who I'm going to talk to at scout every time I have a question or I need something answered. And I know who I'm going to talk to at mad cave. Every time I have a question, and I need something answered. I literally just texted the guy from mad cave the other day and said, Hey, you have the final issue of Dryfoot coming out next week. Can you double check your computer and make sure that I have some coming on my way? Because I don't know where my invoice is. Within 10 minutes, he was hitting me back. Yep, you got five coming back. You got five coming your way. They're going to be out in the mail. You don't get that service with Diamond. You don't. Like, so. It pays. or And actually, the discount's better. But it does. Like, I, it pays to do it that way. It does. And they do something that nobody else does is they offer readers to be able to sign up to get a mystery box every month. 
Well, and it's the funny thing is their mystery box. It's not even. It's not even that much of a mystery box in the sense that it's everything they have that month. Because I was looking at the Just last about month. yeah yeah the last two months were, it was literally every new number one that they dropped that month plus every um, ash can every ash can plus every like uh, concrete jungle was on issue three so it had a concrete jungle issue three in there and like things like that. Yet Yasmine was on issue uh, five, so it gives you everything. That, I want to say it's essentially everything that comes out in the month that you buy it for or whatever. They're giving you everything that came out at a way bigger discounted price because you got to think about it, every every one of those books is four to five bucks. Yeah, and you're paying, you're getting like a dozen books. At well, don't forget the ash cans are like fifteen. The ash cans and the ash cans sometimes aren't even for sale to the general public unless you do that box. Unless you do the box. Or if you're if you're quick enough to uh, buy it by the uh, Ashkin exclusive through the web store. Yes, yes. And there's one other way to get them. Since we all already mentioned Jen and JJ from the copying comic book shopping network, mm-hmm. which I am now a member of. Hey. Uh, because uh, well, I'm not there selling. I'm just there buying. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, when Scout made the announcement that they were uh, that they had just done an exclusive deal with CBSN, mm-hmm. making it show they, so that any store in that network could get exclusive uh, you know, an ex, a CBSN exclusive cover for every number one and every trade that came out from that day forward. So. They get that all the uh, all the ash cans that come in yep. are exclusive covers to them, uh, and I mean that's that's where I bought all my uh, all my Phantom Star Killers. Yep, you know, and I'm like, and even 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 them uh, the their exclusives there are like only like only like fifteen. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like, you know, it's not bad. Anytime you can get an exclusive for under 20 bucks, I feel like it's a good deal because, like, the average going rate for an exclusive cover from DC or Marvel is 20 to 30 bucks. So, yeah, and all all the, the, the average number one from Marvel and DC is like 15 bucks now. Jeez, don't remind me. Don't remind me, Will. You're reminding me that I got to order and price these books. <laughs> and, you know, all the, they're, they're doing that, uh, that, Basically, a big preview advertisement for seven ninety nine from DC that they announced, uh, where it's got like a million Batman, Supermans, Flashes, oh, yeah. and everything. The uh, the it's got the uh, it's like the homage to Darwin Cooks. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. The, what was the New Frontier? But the homage to New Frontier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and all it is is a sampler. But it's still eight bucks. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. Am I, I am I gonna buy one? Yeah, just on the just on the chance that you know it's like you know, somebody appears in the corner of one panel and well, the specs go all nuts for it. I'll be like, I'll sell you mine right now, ten bucks. Here's the thing, like remember um what book is it? JSA, not JSA All Stars. Oh man, I'm blanking on it. It's like 
Secrets, Secret Origins, JSA, I think it was called or whatever. It was from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. It, that was essentially a supplemental like informational book, right? But the first appearance of Courtney Whitmore, who is Stargirl, is in the back of that book in a yearbook oh. photo. In a yearbook photo, because she has not she's not drawn as a character, but it's the first appearance. So it's like sometimes things like that just happen. And I'm not gonna lie, that's a book I'm after. You know, I have every every Star Girl key that besides that one. So like that's the last one I need. But it's annoying because it's not a book that was printed heavily because nobody cared. You know, like it's just uh it's annoying sometimes. That's why I like the indie community, because they don't print something or publish something. It costs them money to print and publish. So they're not gonna print or publish something that's garbage to try to grab money because it costs them money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I haven't seen an indie creator yet just put out garbage because he thinks it'll get funded on Kickstarter. You know, I haven't seen that. And now this is this isn't fact, this is just my opinion that that whole thing of selling the diamond previews section of Marvel from when they were first soliciting the first Miles Morales book is now Miles Morales's first appearance. That's not a book. That's a friggin' order form. And what jackass just paid 10 grand for an order form? That's what gets it. It's the people who pay it make it really bad because you know then there's it there's allegedly a market and once there's a market of one it becomes a market of more than one you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and it it was it was just crazy to me now you actually have your first uh comic creator credits now yeah yeah um it's not something I ever thought I wanted to do but uh, Travis approached me with writing a page for Cthulhu Invades Oz, and I was skeptical a little bit because I was I was nervous because I like Travis. I, I'm, I feel like I'm good friends with Travis, so I didn't want to let Travis down. That was my number one worry. But um, I knocked out the page. Brian Silverback's about wanted to kill me because I went nine panels, and we lowered it down to five. But um, Oh, man, he hates panels. He, yeah, so nine panels – was not his his cup of tea, but um, I'm happy with what came out. He's actually he has the original um, of the owl that he drew for the page, so I'm definitely gonna buy that off him because that has to go on my wall because mm-hmm. that, that is gonna be my first credit. But it's funny because again, not something I ever thought I wanted to do, and now all of a sudden I got like two or three people asking me if I want to write like little backups and things like that. So, um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm gonna write a. I'm going to write a anthology piece for Luke Stone um, in a uh, anthology seasonal book that he has going on. And um, it's going to be the first part of this like little anthology. He said to write it open-ended and I have an idea of what I'm going with. Um, and then if people like it, I can continue writing it in his seasonal book. Um, and then David Summy, I believe, is allowing me to write a kill page in his Naked Cannibal Campers. Um, so I'm going to get to, I I was always a huge fan of, uh, um, zombie movies. And I know Nick Campbell campers isn't necessarily a zombie movie, but cannibals and zombies have the same style of kills. So, um, I'm going to go in ahead and do that. I believe he said he could do up two pages, but depending on what I have, I might, I, you know, 
I don't want to go too crazy. I mean, it's a kill page, you know. I mean, let's, let's not get wild. But um, and David's super talented artist, so he said he'd be willing to draw that for me. So I'm excited about that. And then this other project is something that I think is like in the it's in the very early development stages. But a guy named by Jake Estrada um, wants to try to build an anthology book um, showcasing. Uh, Hispanic and Latino creators and characters. So he's reached out to myself, um, David Galliano, because his his uh, fiance is also an artist and she's uh, Hispanic. Um, Jared Lahuan, who did uh, Matt Dry, uh, Dryfoot for Mad Cave. So we we got a pretty cool group of people. Um, I think Eric Dominguez from Blood of Gods is involved. So we got a pretty cool group of people, um, and I'm really excited about that one because I've always said. Um, representation is big you know it's going to be it's hard to get spanish people into comics if they're just reading about white people and 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 black people you know like they want to see themselves on the page but they don't want to just see just like i I always tell people as a hispanic i do not want to see superman i don't want to see clark kent be injected kryptonite into his blood and then some spanish guy from crypto, you know, I don't want to see a Spanish Superman. I want to see a new Spanish character. And yeah, you you don't you don't want a tokenized character. You want something original and new because yep. it's like, look, you can you can do that. Like they 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 did that on on the Super Friends show. Like yep. like later on, uh, they had El Dorado, who I thought was a pretty cool character. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to be fair, vibe is a pretty decently cool character, whether you yeah. look at him in the old comic JSA style or like what flash was able to do with him vibe to me. So as a Hispanic and a DC fan, I feel like everybody assumes you love Jaime Reyes because he's really all you got. Um, and I do love Jaime, I guess, but for me, it's vibe because he's original, you know, Jaime is just, younger spanish ted cord you know what i'm saying like like so i absolutely love the idea of doing something original and um i'm not necessarily doing a superhero in that book but i'm just excited to do a character that can hopefully resonate you know with with people who went through what i went through growing up and you know the judgment and things like that because it's not easy you know people don't it doesn't get mentioned as much but it there are um what would the word be challenges there are challenges you know especially when being first generation american um my mom couldn't even help me on my college application you know what i'm saying like so uh i think that'll be a cool little piece to hopefully uh give to the world sometime later in 2021 jake i can't believe he came up with that idea i'm really excited for for that book to be fair plus excited to work with guys like jared and david galliano who I technically worked with David on Cthulhu Invades Oz. Like our names are all in the credits, but I came on so late in the project. I'm, I'm excited to actually start from ground zero with mm-hmm. a couple of people there. So yeah, you get a, you get a page here, a page there. And shoot ideas off of each other. Cause I know that's going to happen too, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to go through that whole process. Yeah. Uh, I had, I had Brian on the other night and, uh, for everything that I've gone through uh, since 2016, he's like, so you ever think about writing a book for that? I go, uh, no. 
Well, and the funny thing is, uh, I actually mentioned to Brian once if he'd ever thought about writing a book about like law enforcement, because you know he has a little bit of a background. Brian Silverman mm-hmm. has been uh, law enforcement, and he's like, you know, yeah, but I don't. I, he wasn't a cop that long, so he says he doesn't feel like he has enough experience to like actually write a good cop book. He feels like real cops would be like, oh, this guy didn't experience nothing, you know? But I I think that, I mean, to be fair, you know, maybe I'm just gassing up Brian. I think Brian would write a hell of a cop book, you know? Like something like on the lines of Bright or like, um, I don't want to say Starsky and Hutch because Starsky and Hutch is super comedy. But like a buddy cop, like I could see him doing a love-hate buddy cop film uh, book. I could totally see that from Brian. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. That's his style. That's his style. But he's 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 got a lot on his plate with the whole uh, Terror Prime thing, and there's there's lots of big things uh, coming twenty twenty one from uh, from Brian and that that whole universe that he's made up, and he was he was dropping a few names of people that are going to be involved with doing certain things, and he since he has decided that he will no longer be doing interiors for. Anything or anyone, he is exclusively doing covers because he hates panels. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. But Brian is fun. The thing about Brian is Brian is a character. You know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. get silver you get silverbacks when you ask for silverbacks. And um, but he's such a fun character to just be involved in your project, you know. Um, like we were so happy to do the cover with Brian, not just because uh, Goonies homage and because he's talented, but because we knew Brian was going to be excited about it. And he was going to be, you know, up in Atlanta talking hype about this book down here in Orlando. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. You know, cross promotion. We carry these books. People, you know, we tell people we have the books. But then you guys also tell people, hey, my book is at the collective. And that's all we ask, you know, but it makes everybody happy, you know, cause we're selling it to our customers. And hopefully maybe if you have a fan, like let's say you're in Texas, like Joey Pineda and Eric Dominguez, but they have somebody that's been following on social media forever and they're in Florida. Boom. Now that person has the book in their backyard. I mean, it's mm-hmm. pie. Yeah. They, they, they get a hold on, they get a hold on that book and, you know, take a day trip over to the collective Yep, and, and, you know, pick it up and then look around and probably end up, you know, the collect uh, a big comic book store and you guys have a, have a fairly sizable one now and it's about to get a whole lot bigger. Uh, If you go into any comic book store just to pick up your pull list, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like going to Costco, you know, you go to Costco for like milk and eggs and Somehow, when you leave, your your receipt reads like one hundred and seventy nine. Yep, it's Pretty like how, how did I spend that much? Pretty much, you know. But especially now with all the indie books, because like you go in there and you think you know you knew what you wanted, but like eight indie number ones came out in the last two weeks, and at least three of them are freaking hits. You know what I'm saying? And all of them are good. So it's 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 crazy, man. But it's exciting times. I tell people, um it's an exciting time to be a comic reader. I can't mm-hmm. speak for investor speculator, whatever, but if you are actually opening up your books and reading them, it's a heck of a time. 
to be in comics right now because there are really good stories out there. Now, I want you to tell everybody um, if they go into the collective, tell them about, describe to them how you guys have set up the independent section plus the spotlight. So when you come in, we have our comics like many stores do all on the, the, you know, DC Marvel independent. So our store uh, independent was the first one you would run into. Um, And what went before that was the new week trades. Um, We started realizing, well, during the pandemic, there were less and less trades coming out. Um, So we were like, we don't need this whole thing for trades. And um, we started with 47 Furious Tales from William Sam Quentin. And it grew from there real fast because apparently a lot of people want to uh, put their books in comic stores. Um, but so the sh- that shelf uh, went from being something that was filled with four, four rows of trade paperbacks to now being four rows of self-published books. Almost all of them are signed. Occasionally we get them from Kickstarter. Sometimes they come straight from the printer. So they're not all signed, but most of them are signed. We don't charge anything for the signature. We just get that from the creator, you know. Um, But they're all self-published books, like I said. All amazing people. Um, Just as much as the books are good and it matters what's in the PDF when 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 I'm, like, reading it, it matters how this person pitched it and approached us and everything. Um, Everybody that we have on our shelf we believe in, you know, and we think are great people and we think they deserve – uh, the shot, you know, they deserve the opportunity. And that's what we have. It's the collective initiative shelf. Um, it probably features about 24 titles. No, it features 21 titles, about 24 books, because there's a few, like I said, twos and threes in there now. But um, people like Travis Gibb, Luke Stone, um, David Galliano, Matt Knowles, Steph Cannon, uh, Frank James Bailey, William Sam Quinn, Eric Dominguez, Joey Pineda. Um, our local Ethan Kennett's on there. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Oh, Jonathan Hedrick, of course. And that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, Sean, Shane, uh, Shane Morrison from Ungodly Champion. We just recently got his Kickstarter in. Really mm-hmm. fun book. We've got that. He sent us some prints. Um, Dominion from Baron Bell, Dr. Baron Bell. I know he was on Pops' show. We have his book. It's selling really well. And then we just got in um, Mike Becker and Mark Stencil's, oh, my God, Young Offenders off of Kickstarter. It's a very, like, I don't want to say it's a parody book, but it's very much in the vein of Young Avengers and Young Justice, Mm -hmm. but a little more fun and everything like that. So. We are supporting on Kickstarter. We support on Indiegogo, but it's real easy when people already have the books printed and we just say, what do you want for the book? Boom, boom, send it. Cool, done. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, and, and we, we do, we're eventually going to put everything from the Collective Initiative online so that people can you know get them that way as well. But it really is a grassroots type of thing. Um, clearly, the creators that we buy the books from, they can sell online all, as well, so we don't really want to, to take any of their revenue. It's more of a walk-in thing, but you know we do want to make it accessible, um, especially because we do have some curbside pickup people still um, because of the pandemic and everything like that. So, yeah, so people can see you know what's in the store and 
because people that go in the store obviously will be able to see what's in the store. But at the same time, you know, you know what your reader, you know what your regulars like. Yes. And then you, you can, you know, spot like, well, I think you might like this book or that book. And, you know, they're right over here. And then uh, when you when you spotlight a book, it goes right to the front of the store to the counter. Yep. I, I absolutely love um, <laughs> when I first got there, Stephen had created these little things that say like, Dan, uh, it's a blank space. And you write the employee's name loves this. And it was supposed to be for suggestions, right? Mm-hmm. But I love it because it gives me a chance to talk to spotlight and hopefully start a conversation on a book that somebody probably has no idea about. Because, you know, Mad Cave and the Scout aren't on FOC. If Key Collector app isn't telling you about it, you probably don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So um, I love to have that note there because it's like, yo, I love that. So check that out. And granted, I have I've had I have a little bit of support at the store of customers that are like, well, you've never let me down with a suggestion. So if you suggest it, I get it, you know, which I love. I love to hear it. But, you know, um, so it is nice to be able to hopefully sometimes put these things um, in front of people that aren't seeing them normally, you know. Plus, you you do your own podcast talking to these indie creators yep on tuesdays 5 30 to 6 30 because i've been double booking lately um just easy so many people out there so many good books you got it you know it made sense to have more than one spot so we go from 5 30 6 30 half hour slots uh, for each creator literally so that means i'm doing one tomorrow um my guests tomorrow are mark stencil and mike becker from uh young offenders and Dan Waiters from – he just recently wrote Homesick Pilots for Image. He actually has another number one coming out through Vault called A Picture of Everything Else. So I'm having him back on the show to talk about that book because even though he had two books out and they were two weeks apart, I have you on the show to talk about a book. That's the book we're talking – you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I might mention something you've worked on in the past, but like that time is you to sell the book, you know? So I didn't really talk to him about his other work. I wanted to focus on that current book. So now I'm having him back to talk about his other book. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Which, but, uh, re- which reminds me, I'm going to have to have Jonathan back on to talk about issue three now live on Kickstarter for uh, for that series. Because uh, You'll probably have to have him back again after that to announce – something really cool that we're working on um, with one of his books. That's all I can say right now. Cause I don't even know if he's, I think he's announced part of it, but I'll let one day we'll come on the show together and we'll make a cool announcement. Cause uh, we are working on something big. It's scheduled to release in April. So clearly there's some time still, but we've got, we've got something really cool in the works. Oh yeah. It's like, I can't believe we're like rounding the corner to uh, the year of Mad Max. Yeah, well, by, by April of 2021, it'll be a, a year since I've been at the collective, and I can't believe that's happened because it feels like it was just yesterday, you know? It's almost anniversary time. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm expecting big presents, Brent, Steven. I hope you're watching. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, they're going to schedule for another 37 um, hours. I, I they, gotta move, they get a store to move. I couldn't even um, 
I asked, I asked, so I asked, I made the mistake of asking Steven and Brent at the same time, but I'm like, Hey, are you guys going to need me on the 27th? Cause that's my birthday. 27th is Wednesday. Um, unfortunate. Um, and Brent's like, no, you're good. We'll be able to survive. And Steven's like, survive on a new comic book day without Danny. And like, I also do the auction on Wednesdays with them. So he's like, no, you just have to do your birthday on the 28th, man. We can't. So it's like, yeah, apparently I'm working my birthday. But it's all right. We love you're, it. You're working your birthday, but you can have the day after. I mean, yeah. And well, I'll probably have like three days after. He'll probably. Yeah. Be it's like, you, you, you cannot take a new comic book day off. I know. I know. It sucks. But it's yeah. like you do the orders, you do the bringing in. Yeah, it's everything. I, People expect me now. I found this earlier in it. Because the plastic was so brittle, it got smashed. But I was I was a big collector of Ghost from Dark Horse when it first came yeah, out. Yeah. So. What? Where'd you find that? This was on the shelf of my LCS. I bought it like probably like eight years ago. Wow. But it got, you know, it's all... Oh, I mean, it's still in pretty good condition, all things considered. Yeah, it's got a big hole in the package ah, right here. I see. So it. look, it's Holy Ghost. There you ah! go. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Like rough mouth, but it's got the uh, it's got the exclusive comic in the back too. Oh, that is a. I was wondering if that was a comic. Yeah. Yeah, it's got the exclusive cover and and comic of issue one, volume one, in the back there. That's awesome. So I'm probably gonna have. Because it's all smashed up. So what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to end up opening this at some point. And uh, I'll throw I'll, – I'll check out the issue because I like yeah. to read everything. And then I'll I'll throw it in a – I'll throw it in a bag and a board and uh, put it in some kind of like window box display or something. Yeah, yeah. I bet you it'll look nice. Yeah. You know, because I'm getting – you know, I'm trying to unpack stuff here and there and, you know, get rid of some stuff and, you know, keep others and figure out where I'm put. So I'm like shifting boxes from here to there. So the toys are going down there. And I found another box that hasn't been opened yet. So I figure I'll open it here. Maybe you can see something cool. Yeah, let's see. I know it's toys. And let me just move that back a little bit. Little cardboard. More cardboard. All the separators from in between everything. <laughs> well packaged. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's straight from the factory. I hadn't even opened this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see. Infinite crisis finger figures from DC. Hey, that's funny. That's Infinite Crisis, and I was just talking about Jaime Reyes too. Because, like I said, I don't hate Jaime. I just don't love him. And that was where he first appeared was Infinite Crisis. Mm -hmm. 
is a battle damage Batman. Ooh, that one's good. Good detail. This is the new Firestorm from New 52. Uh, that series was pretty much an epic failure, <laughs> but this figure looks totally badass. Oh, that is. Holy cow. That is. Oh, wow. It goes all the way up. Oh, man. Yeah. It goes it goes from his head all the way down his butt to to the stand. What? That is awesome. That is a sick figure. So, yeah, that's definitely uh that's definitely a keeper. What do I got here? Oh, we got a we got a uh Donna Troy. Oh, I I did I always liked that costume for Donna Troy, the black like galactic costume. Mhm. Mm kind of like the Starman one, but yep. Chick approved. There's two more in here. Oh, and then there's the Donna Troy Wonder Girl. Oh, see, yeah, I definitely always like the black, the black costume better. So I'm thinking right away that the black costume is probably the uh, the chase figure. Probably, yes, yeah, more likely than not. And then we then we have uh, a very cool Wonder Woman that comes with her sword, interchangeable hands, the magic lasso, and she's even wearing the cape. Ooh, I always love me a Wonder Woman with the cape. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's pretty cool. Uh, what did I find the other day and opened? Um, oh, the uh, DC Unmasked. Uh, series two. There was a there was a Superman in that, and it was mid transformation. So it was it was Clark Kent, but he had kind of like you know ripped open the shirt to to expose the uh, the super chest. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the. Uh, the accessories that came with that were the were Clark's eyeglasses and their version of a clip-on shirt and tie. So it had enough white shirt to be, you know, collared with yeah. the tie on it. So it would physically snap around his neck and not look right, but it would cover up <laughs> it would cover up the S. <laughs> then there was a there was a Batgirl, and one head was no cowl, uh, Barbara Gordon head, and the other one was the cowl's head. Uh, same thing for Bruce Wayne. Um, then there was a there was a Martian Manhunter that had the Ooh, the the pointy Martian head. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other the other head was like the nineteen fifties. Head with like the big, the big Martian eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Like the classic head, and then you know, as you know, the huge Joker fan I am, which is probably why I bought that box in the first place, <laughs> was, was the original Red Hood. Ooh, yeah, yeah, the Joker one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was Red Hood. Uh, it was Joker, you know, as a civilian, and. 
in the tuxedo with the cape and the big red dome. And then the interchangeable head was a uh, was a pre uh, new fifty two uh, classic. Oh, gear okay, head. okay. So you could take you could pop the head off and put that one on there. So that was pretty cool. And the other day I came across uh, about 15, 20 years ago, DC was making those uh, super high end one six scale. Uh, 13-inch figures. Yes. You have a couple of those? I got a bunch of those. Oh, nice. We'll have to do a video because I was originally going to be moving, and I think I'm going to keep the apartment another a year. Another year. So um, I want to do a comprehensive, like, I want to show everybody my whole collection because, like, I've been collecting for, like, five, six years now, and I'm pretty damn proud of it, but, like, nobody comes to my house. So I got to show you guys everything one Same day. Here. Yeah, I got, I got to do, like, a big... Like I just got one of our customers actually just bought me. I, man, I almost cried, but uh, one of my customers brought me a, a, a Christmas gift, and I'm not thinking, I'm not expecting anything. I've, I've only known this guy like a year. You know, I've been working at the store less than a year. Buys me a Christmas gift. It's like this like sixty dollar flash statue that like literally I'd been wanting. Like he had no idea. I'd never told him, but like I'd been wanting and fits perfectly in my collection. So it's just like. I have so many cool things, but I have I, I got to show them off one day. We got to do a video together where we just do. Yeah, that. I didn't but, get um, I didn't get all the thirteen inch figures because, uh, on and off, I was a DJ for thirty five years. Yeah, mostly at the gentlemen strippy clubs. <laughs> so I had I had a lot of money, and you know, prior to having a kid, then I had a lot less money. Yeah, um, but. This was in between work. One club let me go. And before the next club, months later, picked me up, uh, I wasn't able to buy a whole bunch of the the one six scale yeah, figures that yeah. I had actually ordered, so I felt like really bad. So I didn't get I didn't get a Robin. I've got I've got a Batman. Uh it's uh the the black the classic black and gray. Yeah. Um I got a Superman, not the one I wanted. I get I get the Brandon the Brandon Roth one. Yeah. From Returns. I actually have two of those. I've I've got the cheap like $19, like, you know, three foot one that was given to me. But I, I got the Brandon Roth thir- uh one six scale. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. I got the Flash. Uh I got Aquaman. I actually have two Aquamans. Oh. Uh, and I got a Green Lantern. Ooh, nice! The Green Lantern was the first one I bought, and I I fought not to open him, and I still haven't opened him. But it's got the window boxes, so you could look at him. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Um, and his mask isn't on, but he's got like the you know traditional. Silver Age Hal Jordan mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually snaps over the bridge of his nose. Oh. And stays oh, on. That's awesome. And the reason I wanted to open it is because he comes with his power battery. Oh. Uh, and there's a little watch battery in it. And if you twist the bottom of, of his actual lantern, it lights up. I can't believe you've gone this long without opening it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so I've gone like 20 years without opening it. 
And now I'm going to have to try to figure something else later on tonight so I don't go and open it. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, Will, I'm going to actually finish up my dinner, and then I got to open up the store tomorrow. We're opening up early because of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wanted to get you on, talk about some of the yeah, comic man. stuff and, you're doing. And, uh, and we got to do it again. Um, to be honest, when we're um, set up, we'll give you guys a sneak peek of the new store. So before the grand opening, but once we have the flooring and everything, I'll run mm -hmm. you guys through the new store. Um, I'll, I'll do this with the Wi-Fi in the store and my laptop and I'll show you guys everything, you know, hopefully by then we have a scout vending machine, um, th tons of cool things like that. We're really going brand wide. Like we're really going all in with all this stuff. The collective initiative shelf should hopefully stand out even more than it already does. So I can't wait to share that stuff with you guys in March. So hopefully just like three short months. That'll be awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on tonight, and uh, I'll 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 see your stream tomorrow night with uh, all yeah. those guys. Yeah, we're gonna have a real fun one. So join me tomorrow, five thirty to six thirty Eastern time. Just one hour, you know, two guests. Um, well, technically three guests: artist, writer, and then just writer. But um, yeah, man, we're gonna have a lot of fun. I always love talking to these people. I'm really passionate about these books, so. If you can join me, that would be awesome. And I think I might see you. Pops is talking about having me on for uh, the Chromecom pre-show, so mm -hmm. I'll probably see you around then. Then will, but thank yeah, you and I'm I'm co I'm co-hosting uh, the Saturday too. Yeah, so I'll see you then. But um, thank you for having me on, man. You have a good night, and if I don't see you, happy holidays. You too. Take it easy, guys. Thank y'all. Thank you. All right, everybody. That's gonna wrap it up for tonight. Uh, like to thank uh, Danny Morales for joining us. Uh, thank thanks to Perry Comics for uh, for jumping in the chat tonight again. And uh, we will see you Wednesday night. Uh, we're shooting a little later this Wednesday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we're going to be joined by uh, my buddy Nate from Slab Stands, and he's got a whole bunch of new stuff going on. And we're going to. Uh, take a look at a bunch of his products and, uh, you know, see everything he's got going on and where you can find him on social media as well. Uh, everything is in the show notes, either up above or down below the, uh, the website address for the collective is there. Uh, Danny put the, uh, Instagram for the collective in the chat. It's at collective CCG on IG. And uh, everything else, any more questions, you can uh, contact me directly on Twitter at JokerFan. Or you can contact me directly on Instagram at JokerFan1969. Till next time, this is Will. Peace, love, and read some comic books.